Welcome back to another episode of Civil Discord, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. I am the notorious BLG, aka Maurice, out here in the People's Republic of Texas. And with me, um, I will let her do this great introduction. Because there are, if you're watching video, there are two people, there are three people total on this screen. Um, two in addition on two in addition to my beautiful, lovely, handsome face. Um, but first, with me again, more often than I am out there in the People's Republic of California, our supreme overlord of liberty is Amanda. Amanda, how's it going today? It's going really well because we have a fantastic guest on named Eric at the Rebel with the Cause podcast. See, this is basically what I do is I'll just like drag. It's like Maurice and I are roommates and I just drag in cool people that I meet. <laughs> but yes, uh, Eric, you've got your own podcast. Uh, I've been on it. Clearly, it was your best episode ever. But tell us about yourself. <laughs> well, I am the uh, the host of the mildly popular uh, Rebel with a Cause podcast. I've uh, been doing this since uh, 2017. So in July, that'll make five whole years mm-hmm. of me uh, ranting and raving into a camera and uh, getting some fun people along the way to talk about our you know grand mutations like we did on our show. We Amanda, did. So. <laughs> we talked about our mutant powers. We're, we're both mutants. I'm a synesthete and... Eric's got red yeah, hair. Just yeah, just ginger. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, as far as liberty goes, I've been kind of in and out of it uh, since 2014. Uh, had a brief little dalliance with the Constitution Party after I quit the Republicans, and then uh, made it over to the Libertarian Party, where I became the elections chair for the Libertarian Party of Louisiana, which was kind of fun for two years. And then uh, the national convention happened. And then I was like, uh, I've, I've got to go, guys. I think I hear my mom calling me. <laughs> got to go. Yeah. I, lo- I streamed that entire thing. It was, it was like watching the slowest train wreck ever. And I oh, couldn't look yeah. away. And to be live there on the floor was, was great. You know, just sitting and having to look over my shoulder and try to explain to my wife why there's green and red dildos being, uh, you know, flapped around on the floor. Oh, it was so, it was so fun. She was like, what is going on down there? I was oh, like, I, I, I've got no idea. Oh gosh. <laughs> One of the many things that I, uh, I've come to not like about the Libertarian Party is how they portray themselves in the light for everybody else. Um, but it is what it is. Um, I've, um, I have grown accustomed to it, to deal with it. Probably the reason why my wife calls me psycho. So, you know, well, it is uh, what it is. Just one of the many, many reasons, I'm sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, Eric, it is a an honor to have you on as a guest. Um, thank you so much for 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 coming on. Thank you, Amanda, for being the um the liaison for Civil Discord again. Because again, we are roommates and she just brings everybody on and, and, and she she is the intelligent one of, of of us for sure. And I tell everybody that like if you listen to this podcast, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Amanda is the smart one and I'm just here for the good voice and the good looks. For men, that is it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all it. I'm here for. That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, I don't know how smart I am in the, in the People's Republic of California choosing to be here, but there we are. Sounds good. Well, um, we let's. So, um, uh, we there are a lot of things to talk about. A lot of things to talk about. I don't know. Um, I live under a rock. I don't know about anybody else. Um, <laughs> but even because I live under a rock, I know, I know, I still know there are a lot of things to talk about because it costs a whole lot for me to fill up my tank now. 
Um, oh, I, does it ever? I know. That I, I feel like there's there's a war going on somewhere halfway around the world, even though Alaska and Russia are connected by 50, 52 miles of the Bering Strait, because Sarah Palin can still see it outside of her backyard. Um, but there's something else that's going on. And and we talked about a little bit about the pre-show, but and again, we will I will defer to and I am now the the dumbest person on this podcast because I'm pretty sure Eric is miles and miles and miles more intelligent than I am as well, too. So I will defer to these two. But there is a Senate selection intelligence, what what um what Amanda calls the the committee threat down, the threat beat down. down yeah. Whatever we want to call it. Right um all of these people are are criminals in my eyes, most of them at least. So um except for a couple. But Amanda, tell us what's going on with that. Yeah, no, the threat down comes from back when uh, Stephen Colbert was marginally funny. He used to have a, a, like a semi-regular threat down where he just went through all the threats that were afflicting humanity. And the last one was always bears. And I agree, because bears are terrifying and they will kill you to death. Um, any bear really will do that. But yes, yeah, so the Senate Select Intelligence Committee held a threat down that just goes through the various threats in the world today. And there is, of course, a closed session to which we're not privy. Um, I, a lot of the focus was on Ukraine and Russia for obvious reasons. But as and again, there's a lot that we don't know that went on in, in the closed session. But as I'm, I'm listening to the questions and answers it really seemed like the only thing that anyone had answers on had to do with Russian intel. And it just made me a little worried that perhaps I, I worry about the U.S.'s evolution or lack thereof on intelligence gathering. I think, and again, it's speculation, but if you go for such a long time just taking for granted that you are the dominant power, you can get a little bit lazy. And we have always needed to have people in the Kremlin able to give us intelligence. So that almost feels like it could be a relic of a time when we were more proactive about reconnaissance. And there were just so many questions about our, our uh, you know, our digital defense capacity, on our cyber defense capacity, right. on what we know about things that are going on in the Middle East, things that are going on in China, where it wasn't even let's discuss this in closed session. It was just, we don't know. I'll get back to you on that. I'll circle back to you. So I just, I get a little bit worried when I don't see any signs that our intelligence community is evolving. But, you know, you can try to comfort yourself by saying, that that's because the intelligence community is just evolving so well and we don't even know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's always been a, uh, a, a wide uh, schism between uh, SIGINT and HUMINT. So signal intelligence has been like the thing since the 1970s. Cause we got, you know, all these fancy computers and we can, you know, listen into their phone calls with no problem. And, uh, but what went by the wayside was good old fashioned human intelligence where you actually have to have somebody there to see and report on what's going on. And uh, so, and just since the 1990s, uh, the SIGINT portion of the NSA and the CIA and the DIA and all the other alphabet soup agencies has exploded because they, you know, they can literally grab anything. The, the, the NSA can literally roll back the, uh, the clock on the internet and see which packets went where and to who. And uh, so uh, at any moment they can tell, you know, who got hacked and for what reason and where it came from and everything. But they don't have any anybody on the ground to actually confirm any of that data. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
go figure. I um I look at it like this. The US is getting dumber in their intelligence. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that that's <laughs> nature abhors a vacuum though. That's yeah. the problem. Is nature abhors a vacuum. They do. It 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 it, it does, but I, I just I, I am I'm on the of the mindset that um, I, I, I let me take a step back. I get that a lot of us. Um, I have the privilege to live in the United States of America. I that that is 100 privilege. I will never. It's yes. not a right. It's not anything like that. Like it's a privilege. It really is. Um, I have the privilege to live in specific states um, that that are more free than other states. <laughs> that then let's say Amanda lives in. Like like, like I get yes. all of that. That being said, um, I I want to if I I think a, a a lot of people will look at it from the perspective of I want to make sure that the U.S. has the best information possible to to you know quell any threats that may happen in 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 the outside worlds and things of that nature. I know they they, they had mention of of uh, Russia starting to reach out to Ukraine, uh, not, not Ukraine, to China for, for weapons and those two trying to come together and, and yeah. China's, you know, China's kind of denying that. And, and, but, you know, they're saying, Oh, well, people in Russia are saying that they are and so forth. I just, I, I, I do not, I do not pray for a fall of America. I don't at all. What if, if this gives us a gut check for people to realize like, Hey, the U.S. is not as smart. The government is not as smart as we deem it to be. And I'm so sorry, my dogs are banging on this wall. Oh, I can't hear them right um, now. <laughs> like if you if you can, I'm, if that is coming through, I am sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, if 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 that means that the U.S. is starting to get a, a, a gut check of maybe we don't have have all of our ducks in a row when it comes to yeah um, intelligence, then I'm okay with that. If that if that well, I mean, means. Go ahead. No other better example than Victoria Newland on a phone call saying "fuck the EU" and it was being recorded. I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like she's she's vocalizing a fairly common American sentiment, though. Is she not? Right. Well, right. I, yeah. I mean, if, if you talk to like Joe Schmo out there on the street, it was like, "Well, what are your thoughts about the EU?" It was like, "Oh yeah, fuck the EU. Who who cares?" But at the same time, I mean, you're a diplomat over there. You're trying to get you're trying to get say a, a coup in the Ukraine done in uh, 2014, and then you're mm. being recorded doing it. Yeah, you're not yeah. exactly, you know, smart or impressive in any kind of way. And then, right. you know, here recently she's up there trying to justify, you know, chemical and biological research. You know, they don't want to call them weapons over there in the Ukraine to Marco Rubio, who then drops the ball and didn't like go after like a prosecutor with a, with a slam dunk case. Right. Well, my understanding of that is that in the after in the aftermath of the Cold War, there were laboratories in Ukraine that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the U.S. was like, "Okay, maybe these shouldn't be here because uh, there's some crazy stuff going on. This is not safe for them to be here," and was facilitating removal or sterilization or at least like containment of various yeah. labs. And then the fear is, okay, now Russia gets their hands on it. Um, you yeah, know, the- that was 2005, and Russia was the one who created those labs in the first place. Right. Where else are you going to get them done other than a? Uh, you know, a nebulous country in the middle of uh, Eastern Europe that no one really cares about, much less, you know, looks too closely at if there's stuff going on. Right. right. So I think if uh, Russia probably already has those secrets because they were the ones who were setting up those labs in the first place during yeah. the Soviet era. 
Well, and then to turn around and say it's the U.S. developing bioweapons in this notoriously unstable country right next to its predominant European enemy, or at least non-ally. And they're studying bat coronaviruses and anthrax. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I, I would like, I would like the Russians to maybe get a narrative refresher because we've, <laughs> we've already studied anthrax and bad coronaviruses. We don't, yeah, not doubling up on the effort. Good, good old, good old anthrax. I remember when I was in uh, elementary and middle school, and I thought, and I had to make sure that every single male that was coming to my bell box I had to blow oh, on it gosh. and make sure it did it's not have free anthrax. of white powder. Exactly. Oh, yes. <laughs> You would blow on it to see if there was white powder. Like, and then... No, like, like, like I would like, 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 do like a quick. Oh, okay. Just yeah. to make sure, so it'd be, it, yeah. it, it'd all be out there in the air. And I was, I mean, I, I, I can't remember yeah. how far back it was. I mean, I was probably like 12, 13 years old. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing, but I, I forget. Know. Like a whole bunch of people online are like way younger than I was. I was like, like already in my twenties. <laughs> You're like, oh, anthrax, it's old news. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. way old news, way old news. But yeah, so um, I just. U.S. If 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 you're going to act like you you have an intelligence committee, make sure that you are intelligent about the things that you do. As far as um, people who, who who decide to sign up and give their lives for, for for said causes of of said state of the U.S. government. So I mean, I, yeah. these are lives that that, that again. I, I know people think that I I'm just um, mean and I don't care about America and I don't care about human lives, but um, people the. the if if you're going to to have this section of the government, then at least be smart and be intelligent about things, um, and use don't use outdated, antiquated type scenarios to to get um, to deal with intelligence. I mean, because because I mean, and I know Amanda and I have, have talked about this before, as far as um, how we view the next world war going down and so forth, and it's not necessarily like fought on the um as you alluded to earlier eric on the human side of things it was more on it's more on the 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 internet the the cyber side of of things moving forward so if 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 the u.s needs to get there i i I feel like the u.s may 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 need to step up their game at least on a global scale if if we're going to go into this i mean if i had it my way no none of this would exist but um including yeah. the U.S. government. But hey, that's just me. <laughs> that's the, that, that is the utopia that I live in in my head. Yeah. Um, it's like not, bare minimum, just, you know, the U.S. not having, you know, 900 bases in, you know, 180 countries. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just that. Just that. Um, but I'm, I'm, and, and, and I know, I know uh, both. Actually have like, listened to George Washington when he said, hey, you know those entangling alliances? Maybe, <laughs> maybe steer clear of that. Right? Go figure. I mean... I don't know. Although I, I feel like post World War One, we just had a fundamentally different, you know, a see, fundamentally it's all different Wilson's fault. Political. It was yeah, Woodrow hey, Wilson, enemy hey. of the people. <laughs> there the he good goes. thing we all agree, we all agree. But no, but the good thing about uh, about expanding um, expanding our awareness and our involvement with other countries, is of course, trade and um, and you know, expanding free market access. But that comes with sticky questions about you know the u.s's role or any country's role and you know it's it's not my belief that the u.s's role is to spread democracy um and uh, to the extent that trade alliances are military alliances then you know we need to tread carefully yeah and trade deals should be just like less than a page it just should say there will be free trade between this country and this country yes (laughs) but no we get like 
several hundred pages of you know a trans-pacific partnership and everything right, else and right. like let's uh, then you start looking in some of the details and that stuff will, you know, turn your hair white and curl your toes and everything. So right. <laughs> it gets my blood boiling for a lot of, for, for a lot of reasons. Um, but yeah, so, um, I, and I know, um, you two again, in your high level of intelligence and so forth have, have alluded <laughs> to specific things. And, and, and I say all this, you can as, keep buttering my bread. I, I that's what that. I'm saying. I say all this as pure <laughs> compliments or whatnot. Cause the, and, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why I love when, when we have guests on the show, because I'm, I, 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 I love to learn. And so I sit back and I'm like, Amanda is talking. And then our guest is talking and both of you guys are some way smarter than me. So I can just sit back and just, Hmm interject whenever i whenever i need to but i i just love it i love it i love it i love it um so uh but but we, we talked a little bit about ukraine and just um some things that were going on there so i would say i mean i i've been under a rock a little bit this week when, when it comes to russia and so forth um i, I know I, I talked about uh russia claiming to have reached out to china for some weapons and china denies it but then somebody says that oh they're going to help it and, and for one of the things where i was reading was they were talking about how maybe it's Russia. It's a desperate cry for Russia because Russia is on the they're now in the third week of their assaults on Ukraine and and that they are um, that their their uh, resources are dwindling. And so they, they need some help. And then the other side, it was like a, it's it's a it's a scare thing for to for, for people to hear those two names in the same alliance um, for the rest of the world that, oh, you know, maybe we need to. Um, step things up and make sure that this that these things don't happen. And so I know we've got there's somebody who's supposed to be meeting with with uh, foreign relations um, in in Italy this week uh, for um, w- with 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 a a China with a China diplomat as well too. So there's a lot of things going on with Russia. Um, things have things have not really died down, even though for some people they may die down as you, in your news cycle. Like things are still going. People are still fighting. People are still dying. Unfortunately, I, I know recently they bombed a um like a a a hospital. And so the maternity ward. Yeah, yeah it's very sad. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah, yeah, and we should be thankful that uh, even though they bombed a hospital, it, it, you know there was a lot of injuries, but there were zero deaths. Yes, that's awesome. Because the hospital staff actually got them into the basement, and so yeah, some some people got some broken bones and lacerations and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's a uh, you know, kind of a miracle that nobody died during yes, the whole thing. It definitely is. And I didn't know that. I I was assuming because and 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 because I want to say this happened, what was it like like Thursday or so? Yeah, I think it was either yes. Wednesday or Thursday. Um, and of course, when you see it on the news, it's on they are I I will say this. Anytime I see something on the news, I'm like, mm, mm. all right. Kentucky gun range, and these are yeah. Yeah. So, but, 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 but so hearing that it it definitely is a good thing. It definitely is a good thing. Well, it also kind of speaks maybe a little bit to to poor targeting. Like we've seen this, we've seen this with Russia before. Like they tried to, they tried to target a government building and they didn't even get the side. It just kind of, there was, there was blow off that hit the side. I was talking with my dad earlier and we were talking about, you know, nuclear doomsday scenarios and, you know, where's the safest place to be. Um, if, if a nuclear bomb goes off my dad, my dad goes, well, if it's Russia, the safest place to be is right below the target. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. 
I like that. Yeah, that was uh, definitely one of the things that they found out after the uh, Iron Curtain fell. Is they uh, when all of the inspectors got to go over there, they found out like half of the uh, the Russian missile silos, the doors couldn't even open because they weren't even serviced properly. So wow. even if there was a nuclear exchange, like most of the missiles wouldn't have taken off. Well, wonder if they fixed that. Wonder if they fixed that. Because <laughs> I finally fin- that 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 seems true to form. I finally finished the Chernobyl series, and that that seems that seems about on brand um for for yeah. soviet technology yeah and you know they can they came up with some with some interesting stuff that uh you know western scientists wouldn't come up with but at the same time it was just implementing it you know right. it was, when you're pulling in a poor farmer from you know out in the country somewhere yeah because it was his turn to come work in a factory you know <laughs> yeah so the the top lines that that we know of right now that we do have for, for Russia and Ukraine, as Maurice alluded to, there is talk today about Russia petitioning China for assistance with weapons. Now there are U.S. and Chinese aides that are meeting together personally. Um, and I've, I've listened to several analysts about this. I, I am definitely more hawkish than the average libertarian on China. However, I am <laughs> definitely. Um, but at the same time, I don't think that at this stage, the Chinese government believes it's strategic to involve itself um, in in an open way, like giving, you know, trading weapons. Because China, as you think about it, they're just starting to come into their own. They need the U.S. to need them. There's a very codependent relationship going on there. Yeah. There's, I don't, I do not trust the Chinese Communist Party at all. But what I do think that they're very good at doing is playing the long game. And for them to sit back and just kind of stay out, it behooves them most. Um, it, it is worrisome. But again, this might be an instance of Russia petitioning China, Russia flexing. And, um, you know, if, if the Chinese provide weapons to Russia, um, which I don't know exactly why they would. I mean, Russia does have tactical nukes. I don't, I don't feel like the arsenal is the problem. But I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, if if they do provide it, I'm sure we won't know it. But I I'm not as worried about that presently. Yeah, and then one one thing to keep in mind with China is that if you thought monetary policy in the United States was terrible, it's just as bad over there in China. They are, you know, credit is like ridiculous. I mean, this is you know a country that'll build an entire city, uh, have nobody live in it, and then have to tear it down. You know, a few years later. So that's. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would say they're not much of a threat. Uh, only just in the fact that they're all over Africa, just you know, laying down asphalt all over the place to get mm-hmm. mines. That's it. So, well, their their threat would be in the in the theft of intellectual property and ideological threats, and then you know, trying to export safe cities and surveillance, uh, kind of surveillance culture. Um, yeah, their you know their their debt system and all that. That would be what I worry about in terms of U.S. indebtedness to China. Yeah, no, we're definitely uh, copying off of them with the social credit and ESG and everything else. So, but what do I know? I'm just a kook conspiracy theorist on the internet. <laughs> that's why we love you. That's 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 why you're here. Exactly. It's because now Maurice looks like you know we, we can have Maurice being the moderate here, and then I'm something I'm Maurice never thought would ever happen being referred to as the moderate I of the group. Yeah. I know, right? Go figure. <laughs> this is how moderate. window Ooh. moves. Yeah, you, you can't see it, but underneath this hat is a, is a good healthy amount of tinfoil. So yeah. <laughs> it is all good. We were, um, I, I was actually t- t- talking with some friends uh, yesterday 
about about wait you got friends i i I know right go figure shock like it is only because of my wife like she she's she's the thing that keeps me outside of the house being able to go to to, um to to go and talk to other people because if not you can almost hear her in the background say maurice go outside touch grass exactly like hey the dogs need to be fed go feed them hey hey go out there i need you to go to walmart pick something up for me even though i don't like shopping at walmart but um it's, now does. it's more so h-e-b because that is the greatest grocery store ever 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 Never. ever and yes as a, as a former texan i, I can don't I can understand the words that you just said <laughs> the, the you... h-e-b or as uh, some recent california transplants to texas has called it the heeb it sounds like <laughs> like does it have with an exclamation point like jeb I, no, it's like literally H dash E dash B. Yep. Huh. Yeah, it is great. <laughs> Human is Enterprise great. Bureau. See, there you go. Yeah, yeah. there you go. So I like it. She she forces me to get out, and so I I, I, I make friends out, out there. But we we were talking about how crazy I was and my view on the world and and my view on um, on specific politics and so forth and how I had to keep it toned down <laughs> around other people. That way, um, that way, my wife isn't embarrassed about how um, psycho I am. And but, but then to come on here Just today to and the be called friends, a, like, what do you know about our reptilian overlords? Literally, <laughs> literally, yeah. like. <clears throat> so and, and it's like, so are you one of those like Alex Jones people? Like, like is 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 that your is that your leader? And I'm like, no, he's not. But I think he's great. So <laughs> he's my subordinate. Frankly, he works for me. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, sometimes I like to, to mess with people if they ask if like, uh, it's like, oh, do you listen to Alex Jones? I was like, no, worse, Ron Paul. <laughs> exactly. I, I say, and I'm like, no, Murray Rothbard is my yes, idol. Yes, Murray Rothbard. And that yeah, is the guy go. who, because we were at, they were asking a question. If you could ask your hero one question, what would it be? And I was just like, who is my hero? And I was like, like, oh, Murray Rothbard, why did you hate Star Wars? <laughs> That's not a joke. Kimmy, like, he used I, I to do know, movie reviews. No, you yeah. mean like the missile defense program? No, like the movie Star Wars. No, he used to do movie reviews. Like, yeah, huh? it's just the, and he yeah. hated Star Wars. It was the it was the greatest like, thing I've read. I was that? like, I was like, I kind of agree with him at the same time, but <laughs> it kind of hurts my soul a little bit. Bring this back Come full on, circle to where I mentioned in the pre-show that my first celebrity crush was Mark Hamill. But, yes, uh, right yeah. there. There you yeah. go. Mark Hamill. Mine was Darth Vader. The dark side was Which, great. Did you like the guy in the suit or James Earl Jones as the voice? Was it both? I mean, both, just okay. think about it. Like the voice of James Earl Jones. Yeah. Just it's so. I mean, yeah. it's just there. It's just so great. It's so great. But and 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 he's got. He's he's. I would say he's he is a. He's fighting for what he thinks is correct in the dark side, and I I, I was just like like yeah. I I think Darth Vader is, is the ultimate hero and all of that, but. No. Yes, when I was uh, when I was five, I had a Darth Vader cake. Ah, see, dark chocolate. Been on the dark side since you were young. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) See, I I do remember when when I was um, a kid. uh, One year in elementary school, I was I was a stormtrooper for Halloween, which someone's going to take out of context one of these days. Um, But there's there's the photo of me in the like in in the helmet. Mm, She is wearing white. Just. Uh, yeah, Just saying. yeah, that's it's uh, all starting white to come into balance, place now. The whiteboard, yeah. I have <laughs> a question on foreign policy for for you two. So, should the U.S. send MIGs, send the hot potato MIGs to Ukraine because this is just a giant back and forth of hot potato from Poland to the U.S. Now, what happens? To the yeah, 
yeah, if they're going to do that, that's uh, pretty much just, it's like, you can just almost see like the, uh, everybody in the cabinet, just like, so World War Three, everybody, let's yeah. send those MiGs over to Poland. Well, Ben Sass disagrees with you. So, oh, of course he does. Of yes. course he does. Go figure. Dur- during the threat down, this was uh, this was a major topic of contention where there were several. It's not like we're sending them F-14s or anything. Well, yeah. right. So there, there's several <laughs> Republicans that are like, you know, they're we they already have worse weapons than this, and why was it okay for Poland to do it, but it's not okay for the U.S. to yeah. do it? I'm sitting here thinking, well, the difference between saying you can make that choice and me making the choice myself. That is, I, that should be a difference that people who are more small government can understand. I don't know the intel I, that, that, mm-hmm. that we have on, on sending MiGs. I don't know the threat level that, that we have for that. But if, if it's the very, very tiny likelihood of a nuclear attack gets escalated, that's a small likelihood, but a devastating risk. And if we are already able to send more more serious weapons, more more deadly weapons to Ukraine. If we're already able to do other things that don't literally mean sending MIGs to them, and the the MIG sending evidently is is the trigger, is what really really triggers Putin for whatever reason, then maybe avoid that one little corner box. I'm doing visuals of <laughs> yes. threat. Maybe find other ways. Yeah, but. But we're, you know, in a cacostocracy where we're ruled by the worst people in society. So, so that's, a, that's a lovely new term. Yeah. It's, it's just ruled by the worst cacostocracy. Yeah. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use yeah. that. Please do. Please yeah. do. Yes. Yeah. Ruled by the worst. As I, as I like to tell people, I mean, we are literally ruled by liars, thieves, murderers, rapists, and pedophiles. I mean, they're, they're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so. No disagreement there. No disagreement there at all. Um, and I actually said that in my friend with with my friends last night, and they were just like, "Really? You think so?" I was like, "Oh, if you only oh knew. oh if you only knew <laughs> if you only knew." Here's a little video called "Some Dare Not Call It Conspiracy" about the Franklin uh, Boys Town mishap with like, uh, little boys in the White House at all hours of the midnight. Yeah, hmm, I'll let you, you two go. go off. I'm a, I'm just gonna <laughs> recuse myself from this conversation. So anyone who's listening to this later can see Amanda made no comments about any of this. <laughs> Amanda did her best trying to wrangle the conversation. And again, Amanda that's what happens. Anytime the Twitter, our Twitter, or our Instagram, or all that stuff goes off the rail, you already know who it is. We've already established this. Everybody knows that. Amanda yeah. made the mistake by getting you an enabler. That's what exactly. happened. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah, I thought this was going to be like, here's my cool new friend, Eric. He's awesome. And then just the two of you just conspire <laughs> together and mind meld. But yes, here we go. Um, but speaking of um, liars, thieves, murderers, and so forth, um, Joe Biden came out with this great executive order um because we we all know that we that maurice loves executive does he know what he's signing this time probably not i'm going to assume so if if it has if it if it if the 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 state of if the state of union is any indication on whether or not he knows what he's doing or talking about then and then i would say no 
because he called Ukrainians Iranians. And maybe it was a Freudian slip. I was don't know. Was it Ukrainians? Because I thought he said Uranians. <laughs> well, and that was, <laughs> As again, if they the, came the, from Uranus. The very, very terrible joke was, no, that's after that's after the detonation. But yes. <laughs> um, we should not joke about that. Uh, but yes, so he's... He's signed an executive order, Maurice, you were saying. Oh, no, no, you're fine. Um, j- just uh, um, making sure that, that that we do not take um, some some Russian oil as far as imports are concerned. And and here's where I, 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 I tend to have issues with a lot of people on the right because they it's it's an automatic. Um, well, or well, everybody we're blaming Russia for our for our. Um, our oil prices, our gas prices are growing up. I don't know if anybody's been living on the rock, but again, I remember, and, and I, I know I said this last episode, but I, wo- I went to bed one night, gas was 250. I literally drove to work the very next morning, gas was 320. I don't in the span feel that. of a night. Like, yeah, and that, it, it, I'm over here in Louisiana, gas has never been above $4, even with a hurricane going on. Yeah, and uh, the other day I filled up the uh, the 2013 Dodge Charger of financial ruin, and it was like 4.69 a gallon. I was like, "What fresh hell is this?" <laughs> like I I I just it's and so like I don't get it. I mean, I get it. I do. Like I'm I'm kind of sort of I I understand a little bit of what's going on with driving these prices, but. You you hear people from the yeah, right? No, no new refinery since since the year I was born, nineteen seventy nine. Exactly, and, uh, and four trillion dollars being printed in a matter of eight months. Right, right. No, no relation. N- but it, but it's, none it's at all. Putin's price hike, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, and the that is now the NPC um, firmware update. Yes, Putin price hike, like. I, 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 I saw a, a picture the other day and it was literally they, they searched it and it was I want to say it was like 12 or 13 different articles that all had that in the title or within the first line of the, oh, of yeah, the they, actual article. Everyone got the faxes in the morning. and Exactly. You know. Exactly. I, like, NPC firmware update. Here we go. Like, I honestly it is ridiculous. The people who, who genuinely believe this are, are people who have been working from home for the past year or half a year and have been using delivery apps because if if you haven't been doing either of those things then you know that gas prices have been on their way here for a long long time and so yes. our baseline was already extremely high yeah uh, for those who are wondering yes we did break seven dollars but that's only for the super duper premium fuel so we're hovering close to seven or uh, hold up, just, hold just below seven pause, pause. Yeah. Yeah. You're telling me that in California, there is a gas price. There is a gas. There's more than one. There's there's a gas price that is over $7. Just over. Yeah. yeah by the way. It went to eight. Yeah. Yeah. It went up to eight at some point. Uh, there was, so there was a, there was a, I haven't seen eight. I, I saw a fake photo. I saw a hoax photo, which is very easy to identify as a hoax because there was an, it was an, at an Arco and it was $9 gasoline. Anyone who knows Arco knows that if gas is $9 at Arco, it's $11 everywhere else. So yeah. there is no, we do not have $9 yet, and Arco will be the last on the $9 gasoline train. $8, um, $7, that's, that is, that is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I, yeah, I got a picture from somebody that I know that lives in Los Angeles, and there for a brief 
couple of hours, there was one gas station that had it like eight oh five. Then it went back down. It's a sale. It's a sale. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I can when when we when we finish updating people about the general situation with gas, I I have an entire explanation about you know gas prices in California being uh, uniquely grotesque. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it wouldn't have but, anything to do with uh, gasoline prices, uh, gasoline taxes, right? <laughs> it, it actually, it, it has something to do with that and also has uh, a bit to do with the California blend, which do you oh, know yes, about the California? Yes, yeah, you know yeah. about the California blend. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. When, I, when I was a little kid in Nevada, we uh, the in the 80s, they were starting to talk about California blend gasoline coming to Nevada stations. California has a special blend of gasoline uh, that is supposed to be cleaner than other gasoline. So you cannot import gas directly into California. It has to be retreated. It has to be reblended. And a lot of times that blending process takes place at California's oil refineries. Now, the blending process itself is not responsible for an, a huge amount of emissions. Um, but the refineries, which often conduct the blending um, are themselves responsible for far more CO2 emission than than the California drivers are, no matter what kind of gasoline they're using. So you're contributing to this, you know, to this dirtier oil. I mean, California crude is is dirtier than than most other places in the country. But on top of that, you also are taking, or you're getting in gas. So if you're getting if you're getting already treated gasoline, not crude oil you have to go through the extra step of blending it again. But the, the really ridiculous thing about the California blend is that... <laughs> I love this because this goes right in my line of if the government wages a war on something, get, get ready because you're about to get way more of that thing. Mm-hmm. So they, they wanted to decrease the amount of emissions and now they got way more of it. Yeah, and there is more... <laughs> Stupid. The oh, California that's blend... I'm confused. Like, hold up, what? If you, if you, have, if you have trucks that are using California diesel. Those new trucks are emitting more NOx than a normal type of diesel. It's a, it has it yeah. has to do with the engines. So you're actually contributing to increased NOx emissions. You're contributing to increased emissions overall. You're making it less attractive to import crude oil into the state because it's going to have to, you're going to have to go to that extra step anyhow. So then you use California crude, which is dirtier anyhow. Oh, and a lot of California's oil imports and crude imports come from countries that are notorious, that are, that are historically hostile to us. Yeah. If you get gas from Sicko, that's, that's coming right out of Maduro's uh, backyard. So <laughs> we should also talk about how the, fa- the fact that, you know, now that we are trying to get our gasoline, and get our get our oil from countries that are not Russia. And Maurice and I talked about this a little bit last week. Um, this is like me saying I'm going to spend less money by handing you my credit card and having you do the spending for me. Yes, technically I am not spending the money, but no. you've got my credit card, so you're you're the other country. So I'm saying I'm going to go green by outsourcing yeah. this pollution. And you and that is that goes to regimes that are not only so we can take the the regime hostility off of the table. These are countries that use dirtier extraction methods anyhow. So we would be doing more for the environment if we were to keep our extraction and our refinement here 
It's like selling indulgences, honestly. The the way that we that way our environmental well, that's, that's policies entire, like selling indulgences. Yeah, that was the entire scheme for carbon credits. Yeah, these yeah. companies can trade their carbon credits if they were starting to use too much, or if they didn't use enough, they can they could trade it. Yeah. yeah, we are virtuous. We're not doing the pollution. You are other country. Yeah, God, I love it. And we're paying God, you. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Go figure. And I mean, and, and, and or you could do what. Um, <clears throat> What at is the same it? time getting on the news every night and telling telling the world how bad you are? Yeah, you know, get a yeah. lot of that shit. So. But even though, and 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 now that gas prices are going up, you could you could just be like, uh, his he's no longer Mayor Pete, but um, you could be like <laughs> Pete Booty <laughs> Buttigieg Buttigieg. I have to make sure I I I, I say that right because because I've heard him called different things. I'm so. sure you. <laughs> And I want to make sure that that I, I keep yes. my my Ma- moderate. Mayor Pete, totally not a CIA op, Buttigieg. He's not a CIA op. Exactly, just totally not um, one. You uh, in- instead of your Honda Civic that you drive that gives you great gas mileage and that's breaking down and you can't afford to drive anymore, you should just get an electric vehicle. Yeah. That's what everybody should start doing now. I don't. Yeah, the average price is only like sixty grand. Yeah, you know. Interesting thing about those electric vehicles. So those batteries contain nickel and uh and rare earth metals and charged by a coal powered power plant (laughs) that and then our primary suppliers of nickel and rare earth metals are russia and china so how 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 good with with, with a healthy dose of it coming from africa being mined by children how literal children are those labor practices Yeah. yeah no but you can feel very good driving your electric vehicle that exactly yeah yeah Cue the South Park episode about smug <laughs> cultural references. Well, but yeah, we'll, yes. we'll make sure we have it inserted. Insert right here. <laughs> I mean, we can't because we can't put that on YouTube. But still, nonetheless, yeah. <laughs> people know. People know. They've seen that episode exactly. And if you haven't, okay, look thanks. Up. Bye. Yeah, we all know. But if climate change is an emergency, and then we also have the Russian-Ukrainian war that's an emergency, wouldn't we pursue emergency measures that treat both those emergencies? So, wouldn't, And again, we're, we're sure. talking about outsour- outsourcing pollution, outsourcing fuel to regimes that are also Russian-sponsored. So this is, this, is, this is just adding in another middleman. That's all it yeah. is. It's adding in another middleman, driving up a price, driving up pollution. And I don't know if anyone buys it or if anyone thinks about it. But it's absolutely well, insane. Obviously, nobody thinks about it because yeah. we got all the blue checks on Twitter just all for it. it yeah. You know, $15 uh, a, a gallon gas. It's okay because I drive a Tesla. I can take yeah. any other policy, but not any other. I can take a lot of other policies with which I disagree vehemently. And I can at least understand the angle that someone is going to take to support that policy. Like school choice, I get that you can make the argument, I disagree with it, but you can say, oh, well, school choice hurts kids in, in public schools by introducing better schools that maybe other people could go to. Like, I, I understand that line. I don't understand the line of thinking that says it's better for the environment if we don't become a net exporter, but we outsource these methods to countries that contribute, that, that have dirtier extraction methods. That makes no sense to me. From 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 their from their logical standpoint, it would be we're not doing it 
And I don't know about the other country that's doing it. So I'm assuming that they're doing it better because there's no reason on why yeah. you would you would hand something over to somebody else who's going to do it worse than what you're currently doing. Except for the studies that show how bad Venezuela's. Oh, let's not, let's not going into now, studies about now, how about say, yeah, poorly people read those. Yes. Amanda, you're doing too much, okay? Oh, you, were, you were thinking that's, too uh, much here. Oh, no. You're, <laughs> you're expecting too much thinking people over to there. read. You expect people to read. You expect people to find studies. I feel yeah. like you're giving people a lot of credit. <laughs> you, you, right. you and your $10 fancy mouth words. I, I ran my own numbers on the CO2 emissions. That was the problem is I did math. And yes. oh, I'm a woman. Math I shouldn't is totally be racist. good at it. Exactly. Yeah. Ma- yeah. Yes, because math is racist. I've, I've, I've learned is. that. Everything is. Everything yes. is. Science math is, is racist. racist. Math racist. If I had done anti racist, it would have it would yeah. have shown me that you know that uh, it's Her in phone, fact racist. better. Exactly. <laughs> it's in fact better to outsource this to to other countries, and they're they're in fact not polluting more. Nah. Go figure. I mean, it, I, yeah, I just, just use the old Latin phrase "cui bono," who benefits, <laughs> and it's Hunter Biden. Uh, oddly enough. <laughs> yeah. but I don't even want to know the logic train that took us there. Uh, no, it's Hunter Biden's c- c- computer. That's oh. that's the biggest benefit. No, that's that's Russian disinfo. <laughs> disinformation. Doesn't matter sorry, that yeah. anything on that laptop is completely true. That's Russian disinfo. Russian disinformation. Um, yes. Yes. But so meant to undermine our democracy. Undermine the democracy. Hey, hey. That's a good thing to me. Hey, <laughs> you're saying that by all means. The, the, the voluntary V's are right behind me. I'm, I'm I, all you about were, it. I thought you were like a voluntarist. So, I mean, if, if you if you want things to be core, you know, core democracy or just, although, you know, you might be a tyranny of the majority kind of dude. Mm, no, I'm just, no. I want to burn it all to the ground. So that, that, <laughs> that's just where I'm at. When, in my mind, just literally when you said that, I was thinking, um, oh, Seth Rollins, burn it down. Yes. Sorry. I, I know I make, I make all kinds of crazy, um, um, things on this, uh, statements on this, on this, uh, on this podcast, but I am also a WWE fan and Seth Rollins is a wrestler and he comes out to, he used to not anymore, but comes out to a song where it starts off with burn it down. So I'll Mac think, yes, burn it down, everything down to the ground. Yeah, I'm a little um, more old school WWE with, uh, <laughs> With Stone Cold Steve Austin and the, and the Rock and Mankind yes. and all that so, attitude yeah. error, attitude and error. Was at this point, you so you see Amanda's face. It's just like I <laughs> no, lost control I'm... of this podcast. <laughs> the trick is that when people say something that like could I could potentially be implicated, and then you know just you don't interject, and so then you have plausible deniability. Like my audio cut out. I didn't really know. I blacked out for a second. I was just, going through just withdrawal. blame it on Dark Tom Woods. I it works Tom every Woods. time. Exactly. I, you know, my computer exactly. froze. It was hacked. Yeah. Oh. You know, there was a there was a wise man who once said, 60% of the time, it works every time. Every single time. Yes. <laughs> Which would be an yes. Anchorman reference. Yes. That genius I Brian Fantana. I yes. love it. I love it. Um, so w- w- one thing that this Biden administration has said, because um, they are protecting their son, but no, um, they uh, it's it's and, and I've seen this all along when I scroll through TikTok. They say Joe Biden has had no impact on these oil prices, things that yeah, none now, whatsoever. Now I will not say I'll quibble. Will, I'll say Trump had a lot to do with them too. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, <laughs> I am not going to say that this is only because of Joe Biden. I am not. Okay. Just like I'm not going to say that this has that 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 this has everything to do with Joe Biden. 
But when you um, and the uh, the lovely Drew Holden, who we actually follow on Twitter, um, came out with an entire thread of different things that the Biden administration has done to actually hold back on domestic energy production. Like, yeah. so it says, uh, so he says, it's simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. Um, but then we have one that says, Biden administration halts new drilling in legal fiber yeah. climate came in, in um, out there in the Gulf. Okay, so that's one. And then we all know about the Keystone, the the, the XL pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that goes without saying. Um, let's see. Uh, there, Biden sets in motion a plan to ban new oil and gas leases on federal land. I feel like that could potentially yeah. have something. Federal to government do. shouldn't be owning any land, period. But yes, yeah, give me talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> what about all the unused leases? I heard something. There were all there were all these unused leases, right? That, oh. that was the talking point. Yeah, I, if you I go out yes. west. Yeah. yeah, if you go out west like Nevada, it's like eighty-three, I think, percent of the state is federal land, and it's mostly desert. Nobody's yes. nobody's out there. No, but literally, and it was yeah. there. They're, um, they're B, it's BLM, not Black Lives Matter people. I was okay. so confused. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, Bureau of I, Land now Management. It was Hunter Biden, and then now BLM has <laughs> no. to deal with the unused leases. I don't. Okay, sorry. We're, what do you that mean? That was actually a staying on point. <laughs> Bureau of Land Management for okay. sure. Yes. Um, okay. Yes. <laughs> and then, um, and then he uh, it says Biden fossil fuel leasing to pause for bold climate action. That's so. This of is Article Four. Um, and then he uh, tax developments to cut fossil fuel um, to to cut fossil fuel fossil fuel usage. Okay. Um, Another term that drives me up the wall. Yes. No, fossil fuel? Yeah. It's not fossilized anything. It's <laughs> dug for below the fossil record. It's abiotic. Like it, abiotic fuels. What if we just say we're going to pivot from fossil fuels to abiotic fuels? Yes. Uh, you know, the NPCs out there might buy it. Exactly. I, they may. And it'll, it, it'll catch on it. pretty quickly. That's going to be my energy platform <laughs> when I run for office. Yeah. Got, abiotic okay, fuels. So. Got it. Yeah, when I say drill, baby, drill, we're going to drill even further below the fossil record to get, <laughs> get to those beautiful hydrocarbons. <laughs> Got to make it work. Yeah. Go as deep down as you can. Get deeper and deeper. Yes. Um, then Biden suspends oil leases in Alaska's Arctic refuge, whatnot. Um, I don't know for the life of me who gives anybody the right to tell me what I can and cannot do on my land, especially the federal government. But um, – you, I don't know why the federal government owns land and why they can why, why they can tell me what I can and cannot do on my own land. But to to sit here and yeah, say, for Joe speaking, Biden, it's that's our land, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey. But we're not allowed on to it or do anything. With exactly. It, yeah. Exactly. And I, I I will say this. Okay. He is not the only person who is to blame for all of the, the, the rise, the prices of oil and gas and, and all these things and so forth. Um, I feel like a lot, and then a lot of it has to do with supply and demand and, and things of that nature. I mean, there, there are a lot of factors that go into this. Okay. Wait, you're not telling just, me COVID lockdowns. Oh, yeah, cause the gas go prices figure. To jump? Go oh. figure. Like, huh? Yes. You know, yeah. maybe, I don't know. Maybe nobody's using a whole bunch of gas. So maybe, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Look, I'm not the smartest man in the room. 
You know, Actually, I do know that you are, you are the only man in your room right now. <laughs> so you at are indeed in the house. smartest man in the room. At least in this house. There okay? we go. Yeah. That includes well, my dogs are males, but they're not they're not they're not human beings. Yeah, they're not men. So they're exactly. Well, do exactly. we know that? How are they? we don't I'm not gonna assume that's all. Um one one <laughs> maybe thing they, maybe they 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 um identify as as humans. One thing Se- that, are they secret skinwalkers? Are we going to take it in that direction? Oh, that would be creepy. <laughs> we can't let them know that we are. Yeah, yeah. Just leave it alone. Simultaneously, Joe Biden has said, uh, "Let's have uh, you know the, these these nasty, nasty oil companies are just going to raise their prices to be opportunistic because." Uh, you know, apparently capitalistic greed is very selective and that when yes, oil yes. prices go down, it's not it, so, somehow that's not capitalists spontaneously being more generous. But when oil prices go up, that's capitalists spontaneously being more greedy. What I would like is I would like for the U.S. government to also not be raising its prices on U.S. citizens that maybe we can all be in this together is what I'm saying. So when I look at this new omnibus bill. It's that, pulling the Rodney King defense. Why can't we all just get along? Why can't we get along? <laughs> why can't we all work together? I, I, again. The, he, the was, past, he was drunk being grown in a Hyundai. That's why. The, <laughs> the past two years, we've all been in this together. So why can't we be in lowering prices together? And, and now we've got an omnibus bill that is $1.5 trillion dollars. We've got agencies having huge funding increases. And uh, let's see, we have support for the Internal Revenue Service, always important. Oh, uh, yeah, they're, they're great. Get, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Got to get the tax collectors out there. Exactly. Get their largest funding increase in more than 20 years. That's very important because if we don't increase support for the, for the Internal Revenue Service, then how will we increase support for all of these other programs? What I would like is I would like a Marie Kondo approach to government spending where you just, you look at, does not spark any kind of joy. Please get rid of it. Look at the line items and you say, does this government program spark joy? Does this, and if it doesn't spark joy, maybe we get rid of it. It's a government program. Or at (laughs) least don't increase these programs by 31%, 15%, uh, 17% for federal officer pay hiring. Uh, Oh, we're funding the police again? Yeah. That's $30,000 more a year they get. Yeah. While inflation is over here taking away close to 10% of your paycheck. Yeah. You got to love it. Their, (laughs) their pay increase, you know, is, is well ahead of the, uh, of the 10% looming inflation. If the oil and gas companies have to lower their prices, why can't the U.S. government lower their prices? 100%. That's because, in the words of Jeff Jeff Deist of the Mises Institute, they don't produce any goods. They only produce bads. (laughs) They only produce bads. I like that. I like that. No goods, just bads. Just bads. Just bads. I mean, it is very, yeah. What were you going to say? No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that I think there's obviously very little spending that should be done at the federal level. And again, military makes sense to do military spending at the federal level. A lot of these programs just aren't efficient at the federal level. 
And again, you're adding in a, you're adding in a middleman because the government is, is not actually the one that is directly providing mo- many of these services, especially if you have contractors involved, especially if you have other private partnerships involved, you are adding in a middleman. And so anytime you add in the middleman, you're driving up prices. And then when you federalize the middleman, it gets that much worse. Yeah. Go figure. I, I, I'm currently in, the, in our tax unit and I'm trying my, my best to teach these kids um, what taxes really are. Oh yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and a lot of them are, are asking the question, so where do our tax dollars go and oh. what are we spending money on? And I say, well, you guys all have Twitter right around December. You need to make sure you are following Senator Rand Paul and he will tell you yes, where a lot list of, of your tax dollars are going. Yeah. Well, you can, whatnot. you can, you show them the, um, the, uh, GovExec article about the major takeaways from the $1.5 trillion omnibus spending bill. Oh, I do. So they'll at yeah. least spend, they'll at least see a little bit of that. And you can send them my way and I can, I can let them know. It's like, <laughs> technically your income tax dollars don't pay for anything in government. They go directly to the federal reserve to service the national debt. Yep. Yep. And the, and we, we actually read an article that, that talked about the, the breakdown of categories of how much, how much of our, tax dollars actually go towards a national debt and then how much of it goes towards discretionary spending and how much of it goes to the mandatory and this and they're just asking so many questions i'm like oh i love i hate this unit but i love this unit because i am going to create at least another 160 people people in this in, in in the world who believe that taxes are meaningless and that we need to find other ways to fund the things that we want in life from a government yeah. why does the federal government exist Great question. Great question. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Here is a little book called The Constitution of No Authority by one Lysander Spooner, written in the mid-1800s. Yes. Read this. Maybe I'm... Go ahead. No, 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 it's your turn, because I interrupted you first, and then you let me go, and so now it's your turn, so I do it. uh, I was going to say, so one one of the things about this bill is, I was reading an article about it, and it's it's funny how you you will get um, Republicans who will say yes, we cut funding for specific things that we needed to, and we're we're, we're doing things because um, uh, very we, dodgy that term cut. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, and uh, so we, we want to make sure that that we we stop the Democrats from doing what they were supposed to be doing, and then you'll get Democrats who who will turn around and say, "Yes, we cut military spending and we put spending in in other places, and everybody will count it as a win, and then we'll move it onto the desk, and nobody will, and every the only people who will actually feel the ramifications of all these are people who are currently living in the times that we're living in right now, um, and I will and. All of all of our listeners know exactly how I feel about federal government and federal spending and how I feel that this is nothing than theft from your dollar because your dollar is now worth less today than it was yesterday. Your buying power is a whole lot less. And the mere fact that you have people who are thousands of miles away from you get to determine how much you can spend and how and how expensive things are going to be in your life. And some of them who I will give it up to the um, to the UFC. There was a there was a guy on the, on a UFC uh, uh, interview 
it, it was actually like a press conference for for the, for the for Bryce the fight, fight something club. or other. I think is one of the yes. fighters. He's from he's from Arkansas. He's he's fantastic, and I'm just now like blanking on his last name. Yes, and he said uh, he called out the Federal Reserve. <laughs> And yeah. said they are crooks and that there are people who they're unelected and they can determine all these things. I was like, who is this guy? Because I'm a UFC fan. I was like, I am now his biggest fan. Yes. Somebody needs to put a belt on this guy so he can talk more. Yeah, I was looking at his uh, Twitter account the day that had happened, and his like uh, followers went jumped up like almost five thousand. <laughs> like, yes, it was ridiculous. I was sitting there looking. I was like, oh, yeah, he, he gained a, a crap ton new followers. Maybe we're being unfair. Man, I wish I had that kind of juice. <laughs> I th- I've been thinking, and maybe we're being unfair because with with all of these uh, all of these budget increases, all these tax increases that you know we're we're going to be paying for, um, we are spending less money, aren't we? Because that's how this works now. If 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 you are outsourcing your oil production and, and gas production to other countries, you're going greener. So. By outsourcing spending to the federal government, I, in fact, am saving money. I've never been more fiscally conscious in my life. Quite frankly, Mm. I feel good about myself. (laughs) I'm very, very uh, frugal. Saving a lot of money. Yeah. 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 yeah, your uh, your your state mate over there, Nancy Pelosi, said, you know, when the government spends the money, that's that's reducing inflation. I was... <laughs> like, is your vodka spiked? What the hell, ma'am? Can I have one of your refrigerators, please? Please, can you yeah. just go ahead a pint ice cream? Yeah, <laughs> like Nancy, can you just go ahead and get out of your and, and get out of your your human suit and just turn into your lizard? Like, like, can we just go ahead and go that route now? Like, please, thank you. You've been around I, for way I too long. I object to the lizardization of humans. Yes, we we all owe if only for the one, Mister David Ike, a huge apology. <laughs> While they may not be actual lizard reptilians from planet Pop-Tart, they sure do act like it. Very much so. Very much so. IQ of me. IQ of that of my fingernail. We'll say that. Not qualified to clean toilets, but there they are in the halls of power. Go figure. Sorry, Amanda. Go ahead. No, I was just thinking, you know, I will, one thing I wanted to bring it back to the threat down because there are some people who are, who are very qualified people that, that are that are on the Hill. And one of them was whoever wrote uh, Marco Rubio's opening remarks for the threat down. Um, whoever his staffer is did a great job writing his address. It, it honestly was the, the writing was excellent. And so I just a shout out to whichever staffer wrote Marco Rubio's opening remarks um, because those were excellent. He's got a very promising career in speech writing, or she has a very promising career in speech writing. That that was that I wanted to give a lone anonymous staffer a pat on the back because they work so hard. <laughs> they work so, and it's a very thankless job. It is. Yeah, I mean, there are some staffers out there that kind of know what's up, but yeah, there's so few of them though. That's that's the problem. Whoever is writing anything that Ted Cruz says about Bitcoin. Because I don't, I don't, and you and I talked about this, Eric. I don't believe for a moment that Ted yeah, Cruz yeah. knows anything about Bitcoin. No. But he's got a brilliant no. staffer that is <laughs> that is able to put words in front of his face and uh, you know submit yeah. op-eds in his name that are about how Bitcoin is great. And you know, these staffers should be commended. Yes, there are a few staffers that are there. I remember um, who was it? I think it was Scott Horton was talking about 
the uh, the lady who just I think she was just elected this past year. Um, uh, the one of the staffers is like a huge fan of his, and they they've been chatting back and forth. And then he found out that he was a staffer on her campaign, and she got elected. So he's like, "There's yes, one." That's the one of the representatives, I think, from one of the Dakotas. Yes, um, yes. Oh, wait, it was, was it Lemus? Yeah. Was it no? Cynthia Lemus. She might have been. Is she from like South Dakota or North Dakota? I I thought. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, So I was like, I was was like, okay, all right. I mean, so there are a few far between, but but yes, there there are some. I apologize. She is. uh, Yeah, she's she's Wyoming, Wyoming, Dakota. So, but but we'll take it out. Bryce Mitchell is his name, guys. Yes, Bryce Mitchell had the first name right. I was close. Yes. Bryce Mitchell, the UFC fighter who was talking about the Fed, and um, and and it was great. It was phenomenal. Um, but guys, thank you so much for listening. Eric, why don't you let us know where where the lovely listeners can find you, where they can uh, hear more of of your of of your rants and your loveliness <laughs> about the the U.S. government and everything that is happening that we can or cannot know about. Wink, wink. Well, uh, I'm on every uh, available podcatcher there is. So if you've got uh, Apple or uh, Google Play and stuff like that, uh, you can find me on there. That's for the audio version. I also have a, a YouTube channel that you can go to, and I'm, I do the live interviews over there and then port them over to audio later. Of course, I've also got uh, Rumble and Odyssey. And uh, here in a couple months, I'm only going to be available on Odyssey. So I'm going to be making that, uh, making that trip soon enough but uh yeah everything's uh rebel with the cause if you search it and it's at rwac podcast on twitter if you want to go follow me over there and there's a high likelihood i will follow you follow you back and just screw up my timeline all over again so well guys again thank you for listening eric thank you so much for for coming on the show this has been You're an absolutely an absolute blast um being able to be called the modest person <laughs> Moderate. <laughs> the moderate in the room. Moderate. Yeah, the moderate. Although moderate. you are probably also the, the most modest person in the room. I, yes. I've, yeah. yeah. I'm, modest, I'm over moderate. here in a t-shirt and yeah. exactly. no pants. You know. I'm, <laughs> off to, I'm off to drink with Bill Crystal and Hunter Biden. Everyone exactly. I don't, I don't to... know. I mean, my, my microphone is is, is definitely um, covering up my shirt and everything like that and, and everything else that is that is under <laughs> this 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 um, skin of, my goodness, these dogs are going crazy. But sorry, <laughs> they're distracting me so much. But um, again, thank you so much for being on the show. It has been an absolute honor. Oh, again, follow follow Eric on 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 Twitter. Uh, he he will likely follow you back, depending on how crazy or non crazy you are. Um, and maybe he wants to blow up your timeline because yeah. you think that. Make sure you um, have a profile picture. If I just see an egg, probably not. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yep. So make sure you follow follow him on that. Make sure you subscribe to his podcast and all of that stuff. Please but do. um again, do all of that. You know the drill with our with our with our podcast. YouTube, watch us up there, Twitter, Instagram, all of those lovely things. Um today is March Madness Selection Sunday. So for all the for all of you who are filling out brackets, good luck to you over this next week because it is going to be crazy. And madness. And as always, my brackets will stink to high heaven. So it's all good. <laughs> they will be busted come day one. I'm going to make the first president bracket. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yes, that'll be great. Yeah. That'll be great. Wilson is the clear champion. And, and we have he's people. Barely eked over Abraham Lincoln for that for that one. So. Oh! <laughs> I didn't plan Boom. this. 
<laughs> I didn't plan this. I had no idea this was going to happen. Boom. Well, and honestly, Boom. so I feel like Eric dislikes Abraham Lincoln even more than you do, Maurice, because you're one hundred percent, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have met three. He hasn't met two. <laughs> wow. I didn't. Like, I yes. had no idea. I'm yes. really yeah, happy. I, mean, I feel like FDR a matchmaker. FDR was like third for me. So FDR was number so. three. Our one, twos, and threes are the same, just in a different order. Well, our, our one yeah. is the same order. But yeah, yes. with that, Maurice, you're you're definitely coming on my show. And we're gonna, we're gonna I talk told about that. you yeah. you would like him. Yeah, <laughs> that is great. That is great. Um, but again, guys, yes, do all of that, and we will be back again next time with another episode of Civil Discord, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. Until then, y'all be easy and stay fierce.